Hello and welcome to New Mexico Castaways. I'm Rosalinda Roman and I am talking to you from the deck of the Dawn Treader. Now it's going to be loud and it's not going to be a very clean recording as you are used to if you've listened to my station for any length of time because I am working a lot right now. I'm preparing the boat to move off my family off the Dawn Treader and we basically have 24 hours right now or a little bit more than that to get everything off the boat sorted figured out and um, it's a little bit stressful. <laughs> so I'm outside on deck as I'm looking through some of the things now let me back up in case you are new to my channel I am Rosalinda Roman. For the past two years my family has lived on the sailing catamaran the Dawn Treader. She is a Lagoon 450 which is um, beautiful. I love her, but she's been sold. And um, I've talked about some of that in past episodes and how unhappy I am about that. But I'm just trying now to be positive, as positive as I can be, and go with the flow and uh, just tell myself and, and embrace the fact that there will be new adventures ahead. Right now I'm looking through the forward hold to decide what we are keeping and what we are not. There's a lot of things down there. There's extra ropes, there's fishing poles, there's a folding bike, a, there's lots of hoses and oil, and uh, there's a, a fillet table for fishing. There's a bag full of extra cables and, and connectors. And way back in the back, there's a, a tent. <laughs> what else is in there? Let me stick my head in that cabinet. Um, yeah, that's a mostly what is in there. Excuse me while I get up again. And so I just wanted to kind of talk to you while I work. Nathan is on his way. He and Ahava and uh, are on their way from Austin, Texas. Ziva, Samuel, and I came here. We flew in to Florida from Austin. Uh, Wednesday, let's see, it was Tuesday night, Wednesday morning. So basically we got in at 2.30 in the morning. And it was, uh, we were totally exhausted. We had no idea how to get onto the boat once we finally got our luggage, got an Uber, and got here to the boat because it's tied to the dock. It's stern tied, like from the, from the back of the boat is tied to the boats next to us. And then both of all of those boats are tied to the dock. Which the problem is, that means, and the, the reason they do that is, I mean, obviously they can line them up much better than if they tied it to the side, one side or the other. But the problem with it from a getting on the boat at 2.30 in the morning perspective is that it's a ways away from the dock. It's to keep it from hitting the dock because, you know, the tides change. They go up and down and up and down. And so you have to keep the boat slightly away from the dock at all times so that it never hits um, the, the pylons, uh, which is great for storing a boat, but not great when you have uh, three big, no, four big bags of luggage and two extremely tired little kids. So uh, that morning when we got in, I, uh, I was trying to find a way to get onto the boat and Ziva was done. She was like over the whole thing. And so she started trying to climb onto the boat, like just from the from the dock and she was going to climb the ropes that were holding the boat and just shimmy over uh to the boat which normally in the daytime we would have i would have let her do that no problem but after traveling from because we went from austin we drove three hours to dallas where we left nala our wonderful german shepherd with our former nanny miss melissa 
who we adore, and uh, she kept, she's keeping Nala while we're here um, on, you know, um, packing up the Dawn Treader. So we drove to Dallas. We then took the red-eye flight uh, to Fort Lauderdale, but it was delayed, so that's why we got in so, so late. So in those circumstances, I thought it would be a disaster to try to, it could, potential disaster, to let her shimmy across on a, um, on a rope and get over to the boat, that would have been really, really, really bad. Because um, if she had fallen in and it's so dark um, and I was so tired, I might not be able to handle the crisis um, as well as I could if I had been, you know, had, had had enough rest and all of that. Granted, if anyone who knows me knows, I don't handle those kinds of situations as well as Nathan anyway. And since he wasn't with us, I figured we didn't need to test fate. So we got onto the boat. We have been working uh, bit by bit here aboard, but it's really hard because I don't know what we actually want to take off the boat and if we're and the things that we're actually leaving on the boat. So that's one of the challenges. The other challenge is just the emotional roller coaster of going through our belongings and trying to decide how much is, um, you know, worth keeping and how much is and what's just to get rid of. And, and then if we are getting rid of it, are we getting rid of it for like to give to someone else who could use it, take it to Goodwill, throw it away, you know, like there's all those questions. And, um, it's funny cause Nathan called on his way to the airport this morning and he was, you know, obviously trying to be helpful, but you have to remember my emotions are high because I don't really want to sell the boat anyway. So he was offering some suggestions of how I could um, pack up the boat and what I could be doing and how he was checking on my progress and all that. And I finally said, um, oh, he, I, I gave the phone to Samuel because he wanted to say hi to him and, and Ahava. And I heard him, because Sam always talks on the phone, on uh, speakerphone to them, and I heard him say, okay, be really nice to mommy because she's totally stressed. And I said, you know, I'm not stressed. I um, I wasn't stressed until you called. And so I thought about that. It, it, that is a true statement, but of course it wasn't very nice to say. So um, I thought about why did I say that? Oh, you know, I mean, besides just because I'm mad at him because he sold my boat. Like, why, what is it that, you know, why, why do I feel that way? And I realized it's because his, the way Nathan moves and the way I move is, it, we're so different in so many ways. And it, in many, many areas of our lives, it's fantastic and it works really well. But sometimes when, like when we're trying to move out of our house or boat, or we're trying to figure out, um, you know, some big decisions, my way and his way can come into direct opposition. For example, for him, it was an easy decision to sell the boat, really, because it was a business proposition. So once they made an offer that was in the range he had in mind, it was like, oh, okay, we, you know, he accepted the offer and that was the end of the conversation. I, on the other hand, was like, what do you mean you accepted the offer? He goes, well, you knew it was on the market and he did, he's right, but that doesn't mean that I was ready to just embrace that. So I need to take a pause because I see Samuel in need of my assistance and I will be right back. Okay, I'm back, and I'm here with my two awesome kids. Samuel, what are you doing right now? 
upside down on his head. He's upside down on his head. And if you can hear, what is this that I hear? Can you come over here to talk to me, please? Come here. Right here is the microphone. So what are you doing right now? I'm doing class. Oh, all right. What is your class? Um, Spanish. Espanol? Que bueno. So he's doing, he's doing Spanish class for FLVS. It's actually his last Spanish class of the year. It says on the screen right now, it says countdown to summer. And it had said zero one days is the last day. So he's got to get all his work submitted by tomorrow afternoon. And I'm also here with Ziva. Hi, Z. Hi. What are you working on? Well, I'm overall sorting and packing up my stuff, but right this instant, the small thing I'm doing is I'm scrubbing a chain to one of my favorite necklaces. Ah, and that's because things get tarnished when you live on a boat with that sea salt air, right? Yeah. So I have a, a jewelry cleaner, but I'm not convinced that, it works that it's actually helping. But anyway, and so what's your uh, general feeling right now as you're sorting through your stuff and... Annoyed, discouraged, angry, and sad. Ah, so you're feeling what I'm feeling. What about hopeful? Do you, are you hopeful that the next adventure will be wonderful? No, I'm not hopeful. I already know that it is because I'm with my family, but I'm also excited. Yeah. That's a nice thing to going say. To a new chapter, but what is uh? People ask you all, us all the time. You know, where are you going next? <laughs> What are you going to do? People are funny. No <laughs> one knows. No one knows. Well, and when people say, well, where, where's your home? What do, you, what do you say? New Mexico. You say New Mexico. What you used to say when you were little? Is where, home is where my family is. Yes, yeah, she used to say, home is where my family is. And that's really still true, but she is pushing to move back to New Mexico. That's your, that's your vote, right? I still say that, yeah. I still say that, but like, if they're asking me where... My house is, I'll say New Mexico, because I lived there for nine years, and that's my house. And that's where you'd like to be. Yeah. yeah. Okay. How about you, Samuel, since I'm Samuel, asking you guys questions? Class. Aren't you supposed to Oh, they, right you have now. an assignment, so I can't interrupt you. Can you please do that? And um, we'll have to continue that conversation another time. I'm going to step outside now, because i got to keep working. Z, you're doing a great job. Samuel, you're doing a great job. And I am trying to do a great job, although I'm feeling quite <laughs> ineffective right now. Uh, it's about to rain, so I need to bring in all the stuff that should not get wet. I've already pulled the dive gear out of the forward hold, the snorkel gear. We've got two paddle boards. They're uh, the, the collapsible, uh, inflatable paddle boards. And so we've got those two bags full of paddle boards and uh, lots of stuff. So... Uh, let me pause. I the the downside of this uh, process, besides the emotional roller coaster, is that there are areas of the boat that do have mold, like that forward hold, and um, it's making me sneeze and my nose run. So I'm gonna pause and go take care of that, and I'll be right back. Okay, I'm back. As you heard, I had to get uh, Samuel situated with school and then Ziva is packing and I wanted to check with her and uh, then the whole issue with the mold making me sneeze. Okay, so I'm back outside working on some of the cabinets that I know that I can easily figure out. So I just opened one of them. This is where we have, this is in the area like the helm 
not helm, this is the sitting area in the back of the boat, the aft area of the boat. And I have some of the food stores here. So that's the stuff that I know we can take with us. We're not going to leave uh, food on the boat. So I can pack that up easily because the, the dilemma I have is I don't want to pack up a bunch of stuff and then find out that we are leaving it on the boat. And we wanted to be nice to the people who are buying the boat and say, okay, since we are full-time traveling now, we don't um, necessarily need a lot of the stuff that is on the boat. So an example is most of the things that are here, we bought specifically for the boat. You know, the dishes, uh, the silverware, the pots and pans. Um, hang on, let me fix my head, headset. I'm trying to do this so it doesn't rub so much when I'm talking and working. Uh, so with, the, with that in mind, I'm trying to, um, I wanted to contact them and ask them like, you know, Hey, do you want to keep, uh, the dishes? What about the linens? What about the, um, you know, towels and sheets and all that kind of stuff. But the broker is frustrating me. Nathan said that they said it's highly irregular for the owner to try to contact a private seller, I mean, a private buyer before it's before the closing. And so they haven't, we've never talked to the person who's buying it, which to me, that's obnoxious. It's my home. It's not. And I guess you guys who have all bought and sold houses, you probably have experienced this in, in that arena, but for me, I haven't done that. So to me, it just feels yucky because I know many things about this boat and I could share my wisdom, um, not in an annoying way, but you know, for one thing, I think if they want it, oh, wow, someone's doing lawn work next to us. By the way, we're at the Isle of Venice um, area and it's kind of like a showroom for boats. It's where they sell um, they put all these boats that are for sale um, in a row and people come and buyers come and look at the boats. But anyway, it's just frustrating because I, I want to, Nathan is on his way and he said, you know, how's it going? And I'm like, you know, I've kept the kids alive and I've gotten them through their school and I've filled the water tanks because we ran out of water yesterday. And I tried to troubleshoot the fact that the toilet won't flush. And I try, you know, like on and on and on, right? There's all these things that I've done, but they require time away from the actual packing. And, um, you know, he's on his way. And, and again, going back to how fast we move and how, how slow I move or how fast he moves. The fact of the matter is I'm not as far along as he certainly would like me to be. But part of it is because I don't know what we're taking with us. I'm going through this stuff and going, okay, so like just in this cabinet that I'm looking at, there are things that have to do with the boat, which to me would be automatically, we would just leave, but then they may not want those things. I mean, some of the stuff is obvious, but, but like the propane, unused propane, um, little canisters for the grill, it seems like we should leave that, right? Well, it turns out the dinghy and the grill and those kinds of things were not included in the sale and were not listed. And so, you know, do, does the buyer just, you know, want to buy that stuff so that we don't have to take it off the boat? Or are they more interested in starting from scratch and doing things their way? Which, you know, there's a real possibility that that is the case. I mean, I remember when we were provisioning and prepping the Don Shredder, 
ourselves, you know, when we first moved aboard, that's part of the fun is going to Ikea or wherever and, and uh, getting the things that, that you want for your boat. So I'm very frustrated because now I'm, to I'm supposed to get everything off this boat by, I think it's five o'clock tomorrow. And I don't even know what we are actually leaving and what is coming with us. So I'm trying just to pack the things that we know for sure we wouldn't leave. Obviously, the, the food items and, um, you know, stuff like that. But it's just, it's just a frustrating way to do it. There's a lot of little things or little big things that I'm happy to part with. Hang on, I'm going to close this cabinet and move away from that loud thing. Uh, somebody is uh, it's like a blower for doing lawn, lawn work. Um, you know, there's things like the hammock. Um, we have something called a gung gung swing. What's wrong? Huh? May I please have some pudding? Yes, you may. Wait, but are you still doing your class? Okay. That was Samuel. He wanted some pudding and he's in the middle of his uh, assignments. And in his Florida virtual school, they have the live lessons at the elementary level. They have to actually attend live lessons. And this is the last week of school. So it's not enough to have like this massive undertaking of moving out of our home. I'm also facilitating the homeschooling online school for Samuel and Ziva in the middle of it all. <laughs> so if you'll forgive me for my every, you know, usually I try not to like be mean or say mean things, but sometimes I, in a moment like this where I'm like trying to do things and at the same time I'm um, needed by my kids and I need them to help and they're, you know, more interested in other things, I get frustrated. But anyway, so we are uh, I'm not sure what we're going to leave, if anything, on the boat or if we're just taking everything. And then the, the next question is, where are we taking this stuff that we are taking off the boat? Like, I just opened the cabinet in my bathroom. I'm down in the starboard head, which is basically the forward part of the, um, if you're facing forward, it's the right hand side of the boat and the head is a bathroom. And I just opened the cabinets and there's these beautiful white towels that um, we bought for the boat and um, they're folded so prettily because Miss Lauren, our former liveaboard nanny, showed me, she works on yachts and she showed me how to um, fold them in a really cool way that makes them look fancy. Um, so I opened the cabinet and it looks so nice, but there's a mix of things like those towels and then there's linens and then there's like a Wally sheet set that went on Samuel's bed. Well, I don't know who is buying the boat and they fit really nicely on the boat beds, which boat beds are really hard. Like I at one time posted somewhere, I'm sure on Facebook that said, uh, making beds on a boat is a full contact sport. And because it's just so physical, you have to get up in there. There's no room on either side of the bed. And so you're like having to lift up the mattress and tuck it in. And they're awkward shapes. Boat, boat beds are awkward shapes. And so these are not custom linens by any stretch. Um, they are just linens that over time we've figured out they fit nicely on this boat. And so the question is, how much of that do we leave? You know, if they aren't allowing me to talk to the buyer, then I have no idea if they want some of these things or if they want us to just take everything, everything, everything off the boat. I finally uh, broke down and wrote a letter to the potential buyers and it went something like, dear 
Don Treader's new owners. I hope you will love this boat as much as we have. And I wanted to check to see if there, as I'm packing up, if there's anything you were hoping that we would leave aboard for you. And then I also said, you know, I know on the one hand, you may be happy to start from scratch and enjoy the process of um, buying everything new, um, which I understand. But if there are some things that you're hoping we will leave, please let me know as soon as possible. And so I had Nathan forward that to, to the broker to see if they would forward it to the new owners. They did say they would. We have not heard anything back so far. So I'm still in this place where I'm like, okay, now I've got one day left and I need to get it all packed up. So Nathan said, well, just leave the dishes unpacked, leave the the linens, and we'll do that last depending on what they say. So that is what I am working on. We went through some of the books, and that's always hard because there's some really great books here that we really love and and um, have enjoyed reading. But there's also like all those books that I have wanted to read with the kids. And it's funny because when you homeschool, you think, oh, we're going to have time and we're going to do science experiments and we're going to um, read all these great books. And you rarely get through it all. <laughs> I've found it's really hard. So I've got four piles of books right now. One is for sure giveaway. Another is for sure keep. Another is in the middle, like some people want to give it away, some people don't. And so we're not sure about it. And then some that I still have to sort through. So that's one area. Um, and I've gone through like the cabinet has, I am um, kind of an um, office supply or art supply addict. <laughs> I will just admit that right now. And so because of that, I started packing up the cabinet of art supplies and I'm just like, wow, I have a lot of art supplies, which is hilarious, um, and office supplies. So I at least got that packed up. So I'm starting to make some progress, but I'm sure when Nathan gets here um, in a few hours, he's going to be like, uh, we have a lot more work to do. And I was trying to get everything done as much as I could before he got here because his way is, okay, let's just get rid of everything. Like to him, we don't need it. There's no, you know, we'll, we'll maybe get new things later or we'll deal with that when the time comes. But I don't want to have to do that if it's stuff we already have and we already love. The problem is I don't, you know, I, I struggle not really being able to know and hear my own inner voice. Like, what do I really love and what am I wanting to keep and, and not part with? And so, my Z just arrived back in my room. Hey, what's up? Um, when I was sorting the jewelry yesterday. I moved some of it over there because it was on my bed. Thank you. You're welcome. Anyway, so I'm actually going in a few weeks, which probably would have been better to go before we had to actually sort through this stuff. But I'm going in a few weeks to uh, take a to go to a women's weekend where it's just without the kids, without the husband, and just me doing some self-work. And that's in San Diego in a couple weeks. But uh, And that hopefully will help um, with some clarity about where we want to go next and what we want to do with the big picture in mind. But for now, I'm packing and Ziva's packing and we're trying to sort through it and stay positive. Right, Z? Was that a right? That was a yes? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. She says when she's got jewelry, she's got an arrowhead in her mouth. Where'd that come from? I'm gonna... Oh, this one came off the property in Mexico. In Mexico or New Mexico? New Mexico. Ah, okay. All right. 
Well, there you go. I um, am going to stop talking for a bit. I'll check in in a, few, a little bit more before I wrap this up, but I kind of want to assess what I'm doing and then I'll check in again in a little bit. So I'll talk to you in a little bit. Bye. Okay, so I um, am going to continue recording for a few minutes. I don't have long, and I'm using a different recording headset right now. The other one was uh, the wired headphones, earbuds or whatever that came with my Samsung Note 8, but I don't have time to mess with that because Nathan and Ahava are on their way, and I'm trying to get as much as I can done before they get here. So I'll just have to record. I have my Bluetooth. It's like a one-sided Bluetooth ear. What is it? A Jabra earpiece. So I'm, my apologies if the recording is not as good as the previous part, but I want to keep working and kind of wrap things up for you um, while I work. So actually what I'm working on right now is storing or pulling out all of the alcohol. <laughs> what? What? Alcohol on a boat? So under the floorboards, there's like some, it's not really storage. It's kind of um, the inner belly of the boat, but it proved to be a great place to put like a pallet of beer um, or a case, I guess, whatever you call it. But basically it fit really well under the floorboard. So I've been opening the floor, pulling out what I can, and it's amazing how much I'm discovering. <laughs> I think part of the problem with it being under the floor is we forgot we had it. So we've got a case of sands, which is Bahamian beer. Um, from Freeport. And then we have a case of bushcrack. Now, if you have never seen bushcrack, you need to see, I need to take a picture and post this in our group um, so you can see what it is. It's got a picture of a wild, like crazed uh, rooster on the front. And it's a very high alcohol content beer. And uh, it's something we discovered when we were in Eleuthera at Rock Sound. Uh, we were in the, we went to go find some local beer and a guy said, oh, you have to try Bushcrack. And it was so hilarious looking that we did try it. It's not my favorite beer by any stretch. If I had to pick a Bahamian beer, I would say my number one is Sands Pink. It's actually a low alcohol content beer um, and it's grapefruit. It's like a grapefruit flavored, um, low alcohol. It's very refreshing for a nice hot tropical day. Uh, so that's my number one favorite. And then Kalik is my second favorite. I like Sands after that. And um, I guess Bushcrack would be last, <laughs> but it's funny. It makes people laugh when we give them, we give them a Bahamian Bushcrack. So yeah, there's that. And there's um, some other various uh, beverages that I'm pulling out from floorboards and whatnot. Meanwhile, Ziva and Samuel, uh, what are you guys doing? Because you've been working, working, working. You've been doing a good job. Oh, yeah. You have been. Well, anyway, so they're doing PlayStation because um, they're so happy to have it at their disposal again. That's been on the boat and they haven't been able to play. And it was actually in New Mexico before that. So they only had it on the boat probably for a month. 
Um, and I'm pretty strict about how much uh, tech they get to use. So they have to earn it. And they just did all of their last work and classwork for their Florida virtual school for the year. The o- Actually, the only one that has to do anything with their class at this point is me. Uh, Nathan and I have to fill out some paperwork. So, paperwork. so um, you know, it's actually easier for me to work and get stuff done while they are entertaining themselves. I have a rule that they have to play something that engages their sibling. Like it, they can't just veg out on a screen and play by themselves. Um, so if they're doing like Minecraft, for example, on their iPad, they have to be in a world where they're building something with their sibling or their friends, whoever's there. Cause I like my pet, pet peeve is when uh, you're in the same room as people and you are not engaging with them. So I've learned over the years, in addition to restricting uh, tech and making them earn that screen time, we make sure that whatever they're playing is engaging anyone else that wants to be involved. And there are times where they can have solo time, but when it's a a social time, then they don't just get to veg out. They have to involve whoever's with them. Uh, Okay, so I'm going to go now move my suitcase in my bedroom so that I can pull up the floorboard here because all that, the bush crack and the sands, that was under the guest room floor. So now I got to pick up the floor in my room and try to see what's under here. I'm pretty sure this is the room where all the wine bottles are stored. So I'll let you listen as I pick up the floor. <laughs> that's that's a suitcase, but now you're on the floor and I'm basically picking up these panels that uh, they're, they're pretty easy to lift. And underneath, yeah, sure enough, there's two crates of wine. They're, they're basically these um, containers that I bought from, um, what's that place? Oh, the container store. Uh, and so uh, they're great because they're, they're portable. And I'm debating, see now this wraps up kind of what I started telling you, that I don't know what's coming off the boat and what's not. Oh, it's called Storvino, S-T-O-R-V-I-N-O. And it's basically holds six bottles of wine and it's very solid and you can stack them on top of each other so they they can be um, like a little wine rack. But in our case, they fit perfectly under this one section of the floor. And um, it's a perfect way when you're underway, it takes the, the brunt of the you know, pounding when you're uh, hitting waves and stuff, the wine bottles stay intact. So Storvino has been good. Uh, But yeah, I don't know, are we leaving those storage units down under the floor? Because I picked them out because they fit perfectly underneath this little section, which otherwise is just wasted space. But again, no word from the buyer uh, or the broker the buyer through the broker or whatever. So I guess we'll just pack it up and take it with us. Uh, all right. Well, that's about it. I know it's been a long enough and you've been hearing probably pretty awful audio quality. So I'm going to let you go and get back to work. Nathan and Ahava should be here shortly. And um, yeah, next time I talk to you will probably be after we move off the Dawn Treader. And I'm sure I'll have a lot to... Uh, talk about here in my what I like to call Rosalinda's ramblings. If you do like these episodes, please send me a note. Let me know. 
feel free to share the episodes if you like them. And uh, yeah, you can also see some of the visuals if you go to Facebook, uh, New Mexicast on Facebook. Uh, I share some live uh, reports and some videos there, but I also have a, a group. If you click on join us or something like that, there's like a, a button right at the f- top of my Facebook page uh, that says join group, I think is what it says. And that connects to a private Facebook group and a private Google photo album where I share more of the video and pictures of this whole journey. All right. I think I hear them arriving on board. So I'm going to let you go. And thank you so much for listening to New Mexico Castaways. I'm Rosalinda Roman.